0: Guy in the sky media this series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout listener discretion is advised a social media post from Gypsy Rose dated October 12th 2013 Nicholas Godajon and I had a fight <laughs> I felt like we were coming apart. We met in October of last year and have been together ever since. We have always felt a magnetic pull towards each other. And our love for each other might even be a little unhealthy because both he and I have lost sleep, staying up, talking all night, or crying our eyes out when we fight. We would die, kill, do anything for each other. But he is the only person... That I've told all my secrets to. He knows my hopes, dreams, and wishes, and he makes me feel alive. Some would say, you're too young to know what real love is, but they are wrong. You're listening to Criminal Mischief with Carolyn and Brandon, episode 61, part 2 of Mother Knows Best. On last week's episode, Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her online boyfriend, Nicholas Godejohn, had come up with three plans to be together at long last in the real world, instead of what they'd always been reduced to online in the dead of night, while Gypsy's mother, Dee Dee, was asleep. Plan A was for Nicholas to win her mother's approval at a supposed chance encounter at the live action movie of Cinderella in March of 2015.
1: And when it came to the movie theater, I think we heard that didn't go very well, right? That is correct. And basically, your mom thought a 26-year-old guy at a Disney movie by himself may be a little creepy.
0: Plan A was a dismal failure, and Gypsy wasn't ready to move forward with Plan B. So she opted for their Plan C which entailed Gypsy getting pregnant on purpose because she believed if she had a baby, her mother would be forced to accept Nicholas as the father of her child.
2: He wanted to do it, but his mother wouldn't allow
1: it. So he basically told you, communicated to you, I can't
0: do Plan C. Correct. Plan C went down the drain after Nick and Gypsy had posted about their pregnancy plans on their shared Facebook page. Somehow, one of Nick's mom's friends had seen the post and immediately warned his mom. Here she is describing how she felt about the possibility of Gypsy getting pregnant by her son.
2: One of my friends let me know something was on Facebook about her, saying she was trying to get pregnant. Are you kidding me? I, I had a long conversation with her about it. I was like, are you kidding me? I, what? I mean, that I, freaked me out right there. I
0: mean. For Gypsy and Nicholas, the only clear path forward for them to run away together and live their happy ever after in the real world where they could physically be together meant the activation of Plan B.
1: Plan A, B, and C, correct? Yes, sir. And the decision to murder your mom was always the last resort, correct? Yes, sir. But, it was, but the, the murder was referred to as Plan B, right? Yes, sir.
0: Before we get to Plan B, there's something you should know. As far as Nicholas was concerned, four days after meeting each other through that online Christian dating website, they were soulmates. Here's Nick Goethe John. We somehow just knew new we were right for each other. I'm sure we played. What was it?
2: Like? Four days, i have to say. Four days later, we started a together.
0: Nicholas was worried sick about his Gypsy Rose. He loved her so much and couldn't bear the thought of all that she'd endured under her mother's so-called loving care. It angered him that Didi was keeping them apart. If you'll recall in last week's episode, Nicholas Godejohn believed that he shared a personality with a 500-year-old vampire named Victor Nicholas and Gypsy's relationship would take a darker turn when he introduced her to BDSM, something they role-played together online. Nicholas made it clear to Gypsy that he was her master.
1: He actually first told you about his alter ego, Victor, you that. Yes, sir. And Victor was a vampire that was 500 years old. Yes, sir. And you decided to come up with your alter egos just to kind of please him. Yes, sir. And also as part of this fantasy, you also started to kind of consider yourselves as master and slave, correct?
2: Yes, sir. And,
1: and you were the slave? Yes, sir. And at one point, he had sent you basically like a bill of sale kind of ownership papers. Do you remember that? Yes, sir. And those papers would
2: basically mean that the defendant owned you? Yes, sir
0: victor nicholas told gypsy was filled with evil and rage just waiting to be unleashed gypsy had concerns she believed that her mother was capable of anything even getting the better of nicholas obviously he'd have the element of surprise but nick explained to gypsy that his evil side was formidable and he would be the one doing the killing that there was no way that victor would mess it up nicholas also made it clear to gypsy that when he murdered her mother he would be doing it his way. He had decided that he'd wanted to stab Gypsy's mother to death, and there was something else.
1: Agreed to kill your mom. At some point, he told you that he also wanted to rape her. Yes, sir. You did not want to, to rape your mom, correct? Yes. And when he asked you about raping your, your mother, you actually talked him out of it, right? Yes. And you did so by offering the alternative that he would be able to rape you after the murder, correct? Yes, correct.
0: Gypsy took $400 from her mother's money stash for Nick's second bus trip to Missouri and his expenses. Once Nick arrived in town, he got a hotel room near Gypsy's home, and he waited for her call. When Gypsy's mother, Dee Dee, had gone to bed for the night, she texted Nick, saying it was time. Nicholas expected Gypsy to be wearing red lipstick when he arrived.
1: He says uh, that he expects you to look like his woman should, and he suggests red fingernail polish, correct? Yes, sir. You actually told him you didn't have any red fingernail polish.
2: Yes, sir. I remember.
1: And so you came up, I think, was your pink lip gloss? Pink. Okay, yes. pink fingernail polish. Mm-hmm. And then... He wanted you to wear red lipstick, and you didn't have any of that. That is correct. And that's, I think, where you settled on
2: pink lip
0: gloss? Yes. Nick had ordered a taxi to take him from the hotel to Gypsy and Dee Dee's little pink house with that white picket wheelchair accessible ramp, the home that had been gifted to them by Habitat for Humanity. When Nicholas arrived, he would say that he felt the presence of an angel on one shoulder and the devil on another. Meantime, he texted Gypsy saying, I'm here, and you get your ass to the bathroom, a nod that Victor was coming. Gypsy responds, saying, yes, sir, I'm going now, sir. The significance of this request was a reflection of their carefully crafted plan B, that Gypsy would let Nick in and then immediately go lock herself in the bathroom, and then Nick would murder her mother. They had settled on this because Gypsy knew that she didn't want to witness her mother being murdered by Nick. She didn't want to hear it. And Nick was also worried. He wasn't 100% certain that, with Victor in control, that when it came down to it, in the heat of the moment, after he'd murdered Dee Dee, that his bloodlust would be so aroused that he wouldn't be able to control his desire to hurt even the one that he loved the most, Gypsy. So it would be safer this way. They had even created a special knock with scratches so Gypsy would know it was Nick, and it was safe to come out. that the danger had passed.
1: When you were at the, or excuse me, in the bathroom, uh,
2: you had mentioned the, the code that you guys had, right? Yes, sir. And
1: actually, at some point, the defendant had warned you about coming into the bedroom while he was killing your mom, right? Yes, sir. Because he was worried that his evil side could possibly
2: hurt
0: you. Yes, sir. Gypsy would text Nick just before she went into the bathroom, saying, The screen door is squeaky, so try to open it just enough to get in and close it, gentle. I'll hand you the knife and duct tape inside, darling. Once inside Dee Dee's home, Nicholas acclimated his eyes to the gloomy stillness of the cluttered home. He could make out the shadowy boxes all over the house. Nicholas silently walked down the hall with a firm grip on the sharp blade that was in his hand. It was then that he heard the faint whisper of the angel telling him, "Take Gypsy and run." But according to Nicholas, that little voice had no power over him. He wanted to let the evil out as he softly crept into Didi's Dee room, took in the outline of her body beneath the covers. He was encouraged by the jeering voice inside of him. It was the devil, saying, this bitch is dead. Nicholas stood beside the bed. He could see that Dee was lying face down, and without hesitation, he launched onto her back. Like a creature of the night, he straddled her body between his legs as he lifted the knife high above his head, then plunged the blade into her back. Dee Dee, in shock, writhing in pain, the horror of this preternatural being that wouldn't stop hurting her, trying to come to terms as to what was happening to her. She could not comprehend who this unknown entity in the darkness was. Nicholas was dressed in black sweatpants, a black t-shirt covered with garish, leering clown faces. And Dee, Dee cried out, who are you? And he replied, I'm your fucking nightmare. Then Dee, Dee cried out for her daughter.
1: You could hear your mom, correct? Yes, sir. And you heard her scream Yes, sir. And she screamed you your name? Yes, sir.
0: Nicholas continued to stab Dee Dee over and over again, even after she'd stopped moving. There was no doubt in his mind when he pushed off of her that she was dead. He pulled the covers over her body and realized then, in his fury, that he'd sliced his own finger. He walked to the bathroom door and gave the secret knock. He commanded Gypsy to clean up the blood while naked he wanted you to clean up help clean up blood
1: right yes sir and he wanted you to clean and make because that kind of turned
2: him off. yes
0: sir they had sex minutes after he had murdered her mother then they called another taxicab to drive them back to the hotel gypsy and nicholas stayed at the hotel for the next couple of days then they caught a greyhound to wisconsin where, in the early morning hours of Saturday, June 13th, Nicholas's mom, Stephanie, picked them up at the bus station in Milwaukee at around 2 a.m. Nick's mom was under the impression that Gypsy was just going to stay with them for a couple of weeks. For the rest of the weekend, Gypsy and Nick mostly stayed in his room on the second floor of the family's home. The couple came down occasionally to eat. Meantime, on June 14th, a strange and horrible post appeared on Gypsy and Dee Dee's shared Facebook page. It read, The bitch is dead. Then another post followed. Quote, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. LOL. Dee Dee and Gypsy's online community were stunned. Had their account been hacked by a psychopath? Or worse, was what was written true? Had Dee Dee been murdered? And what of poor sweet... Sickly Gypsy. The rumor mill spun out of control as friends and neighbors frantically tried getting a hold of Dee Dee, who wasn't answering her phone, emails, or even frantic knocks on the front door. The police were called for an immediate welfare check. Here's a deputy who responded to that call. Catch
1: notes about why you were going there to check the well-being. Yes, uh, something about Facebook posts um, that friends of the of the two individuals uh, had received, saying that they had possibly been raped and murdered, or you know. And so, did you respond to that location? Yes, sir. Uh, Were there other deputies who responded there with? Yes, sir.
0: The chief forensic investigator at the scene would say that 48-year-old Dee Dee Blanchard was found lying face down in her bed. She'd been stabbed 17 times
1: in this case the coverings the bed coverings um, covering most of the body did you ultimately observe any injuries yes Uh, as we went up to the actual body there were several defects which appeared from sharp injury um, through the back of the clothing Um, she was laying face down on the bed arms were up with hands kind of underneath her face there was blood saturating the back of the uh, gown that she was wearing, and blood also on the bed. Once you made those observations, then what was the next thing you did? And then once we moved the bedding down, moved the clothing up, we did observe several apparent stab wounds uh, across the upper back.
0: There was no sign of Gypsy Rose, and the fact that the girl's motorized wheelchair had been found abandoned in the bathroom didn't bode well for a positive outcome, especially given the Facebook post. As investigators searched the home, they were troubled when they saw a linen closet full of Gypsy's prescriptions, which were cataloged with a precision which was a stark contrast to the rest of the cluttered home. Even if the sickly girl was alive, how long did she have without access to her life-saving medication? The entire community was on high alert when news broke that Dee Dee had been murdered And that her daughter, Gypsy Rose, had possibly been abducted.
1: Executed a search warrant at 10.45 p.m. And that's when we found Dee Dee Blanchard uh, deceased and uh, of a violent nature.
0: The gravity of the situation prompted a neighbor around Gypsy's real age to come forward. Apparently, Gypsy had confided to her the name of her secret online boyfriend, Nicholas Godejant. So not only was the neighbor able to provide Nicholas's name, but she was also able to share with investigators his Facebook account, which meant authorities were able to track down his IP address right away. And that's when it became clear that those horrendous Facebook posts that had been written on Dee Dee and Gypsy's shared account had originated from an IP address in Wisconsin, the home of Nicholas Godejohn. Do
2: you know where that Facebook post was made on whose account? Yes, sir. Whose account? my mother's what did the facebook post say that bitch is dead was there a comment in the
1: post as well about the daughter yes sir what was that comment
2: i don't remember exactly how it was worded it's something to the fact of i raped her sweet innocent daughter her laugh was so fucking loud who made that post i did
1: did you make that post pretending to be somebody else
2: yes and
1: who were you pretending to be Nick. Why
2: did you make that post claim to be him? I wanted her to be found. I wanted the cops to find
0: her body. Early the next morning, a SWAT team gathered at an elementary school that was near Nick Godajan's home in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Nick lived here with his mother, stepfather, and little seven-year-old brother. Early that morning, as Nick's parents went outside, they were immediately taken into custody, along with their little boy, as Nicholas and Gypsy slept upstairs. The police had the two-story, small, Cape Cod-style home completely surrounded. Then, they deployed a flashbang on the exterior of the residence in an effort to wake up the couple. Seeing that the house was entirely surrounded by law enforcement, the pair hid in Nick's bedroom closet.
2: They had armored vehicles outside. There were patrol cars all surrounding the house. They came in with the K-9 unit downstairs. And they kept saying, come downstairs, Nick, go to John, you are under arrest. Come down with your hands above your head. And we both woke up at that point. I looked at him scared, and he said to get in the closet. So we both got into his bedroom closet, where we stayed there for a little while, discussing what we were going to tell the cops. And I told him, let me go down first, let me leave the closet.
0: It was Gypsy saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. Based on what little information they had, the Facebook posts, Dee Dee's murder, and the neighbor who came forward, the boots on the ground officers were operating as if Nicholas had potentially murdered Dee, Dee and that he'd possibly kidnapped Gypsy. They'd been advised that she had life-threatening medical issues and was in need of life-saving medication. The last thing they were expecting was Gypsy, slowly, step-by-step, step, one foot in front of the other, walking down the stairs. That was the first indication that all was not as it seemed. Moments later, Nicholas was taken into custody as well. Immediately, investigators began processing the home. Gypsy was taken to the hospital. To everyone's shock, she was given a clean bill of health. Back at the station, Nicholas and Gypsy remained separated as the local law enforcement waited for Missouri detectives to arrive to interview them. Back at the house, in Nicholas's room, they found a piece of paper titled Master's Rules, which Nicholas had written out for Gypsy. The first rule, you will wear no clothes in the house unless it's sexy. Number two, proper bedtime attire, nothing. Rule three, when spanked for being naughty, count. And the list went on from there. They found love letters that Gypsy had mailed to Nicholas. One said, Hi, my love. I can't wait for your sweet touch. Please know you are loved, adored, worshipped. My heart leaps at the very thought of you. In this letter, Gypsy would go on to explain that his bus ticket was waiting for him at Will Call. She writes, I can't wait to see you. With love always, your queen, Gypsy Rose. Nick and Gypsy's phones and computers were seized they also found a video that Gypsy had taken with her phone when they were at the hotel after her mother had been murdered. In this video, Gypsy is filming Nick, who is laying naked in bed, eating brownies. And this is pretty graphic, so take care. As she records Nick eating these brownies, she says in the background, quote, he's eating a brownie, but later he will be eating me. Here's a clip from Dr. Phil.
2: As soon as this is over... Are you immediately wishing it hadn't happened, or are you happy it happened? It was a mix of emotions. To be honest, I felt numb. It's like it wasn't real. But there were some happy times in there that I guess I was happy. Well, comment on on this for me. This is a video. Part of one was taken in the hotel. <coughs> four hours after your mother has been stabbed to death. I wasn't myself. I had been taking narcotics, such as Xanax and Vicodin. I was high, very high.
0: Evidence was also collected from the duffel bag that Nick had brought with him from the trip to Missouri. Specifically, a pair of checkered boxer shorts, a black t-shirt with those leering clowns all over it a black hooded zippered sweatshirt, and black and red sweatpants. These were the clothes that Nicholas had been wearing when he murdered Didi. He hadn't bothered to wash them. All of these items appeared to have dried blood on them. In the closet of Nick's bedroom, investigators found a manila envelope that had been sent through the postal service. The sender was Gypsy. The receiver was Nicholas Godejohn. In the envelope, they found the murder weapon that Gypsy and Nick had sent to his family's home in Wisconsin which had arrived in the mail before they had even gotten there. Nick had stashed it unopened in his closet. Armed with all of this evidence, Gypsy would be interviewed first. Right off the bat, she told the detective that her mom had kicked her out of the house saying it was time to grow up, and that her boyfriend, Nick, had come to Missouri to take her back home with him, to Wisconsin. She and
2: I were having relationship problems. I guess she wanted me to stay a little girl forever. She didn't really like my boyfriend. Um, and she was like, pretty much, if you want to move to Wisconsin with them, fine, go. And I packed my stuff. Um, she basically wanted me out of the house before then because we kept on having arguments. But I'm not a violent person. I would never, ever hurt her.
0: During that interview, when Gypsy was told that her mother was dead, she acted surprised.
2: You do know why it happened, okay? I don't know
1: why it happened. Uh, let me tell you something. I walked out that door. Um,
2: did she have a heart attack? She was,
1: hey, she was hey, sick. Hey, look at me. We're not, not going to play those games. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I'm here to do. Okay? Then start being honest with yourself. and start being honest with me.
0: Eventually, Gypsy would come clean. Sort of. I'm sorry
2: that I lied to you from the beginning. I'll tell you the truth I'm all sorry. now. I'm I love I'm proud of you. I'm
1: proud of you.
2: I love him so much, but maybe he can get help now. I'm silent wait. Maybe he can. He, he, he killed my mom. He killed your mom. He killed, I know it. Um. How did you do that? Um, he was supposed to come visit me. And um, and I thought okay. that we were gonna go outside and we're just gonna sit together for a while on the porch. At your mom's house. Yeah. Okay. And um, he, he came inside and um, he, he started walking to to my mom's room and I I told him that he needed to go outside. He needed to go outside. Um, what was your mom doing at that point? Was she asleep or She was late? asleep, and I, I got up to use the restroom. And at that point, um, he put me in the bathroom, and he had locked the door. Okay. And um, he went to my mom's room, and I heard cry. I
1: heard baby You heard your mom crying? You heard, you heard your mom crying?
2: And you heard your mom calling out your name.
0: Then a different detective went to interview Nicholas, and within minutes of her telling him that Gypsy had essentially spilled her guts, immediately Nick began to confess.
2: I'll
1: tell you right now, Gypsy can tell me everything. She told us everything. She told us about you coming there, she told us what happened to her mom, she told us about your guys' relationship, she told us about. The clean up, she tells about all of that, uh, okay? So, do you want to um, do the right thing by Gypsy if you love her? no she's a person person. I know, I know you do, I believe you do, but this is the point where you're going to prove whether you do or not, okay? We mean you talk, okay? Because it's not fair, it's not fair to Gypsy. For her to be honest, and you to you, you lie, okay? So honestly, what I want to know is is um can you tell me this first? Okay. Did Gypsy know that you were going to kill her mother? Um, honestly, she, she asked me to. Okay. So so Gypsy knew you were going to do it because Gypsy asked you to. Yes. Why did she ask you to do that? Because, because she thought it was her. Really-
0: Not long after they would interview Nicholas's mother, who was absolutely devastated, believing that her son had been totally manipulated by Gypsy. That were it not for her, he would have never murdered anyone.
2: But some of the items we collected from his room was of course um, the clothing that he wore whenever he killed the the knife. Oh my god, they I had would have even thought anything. I would have freaking grabbed him and taken him right down here and said take, take, take care, care of this. You know, yeah, absolutely.
3: I think there was a little around four to five thousand dollars of cash um, that they had stolen from the lady, that her mom. Oh my God. We took um, some of this computer stuff, some of their love
2: notes, clothing, cell phone, things like that. Wow. So, I mean, I knew that he was like madly in love with her. Why? No there there's no way I could comprehend. Him doing this. Like I said, he's always been a good kid. I he, just never given him trouble.
0: He definitely
2: did it, and he definitely told us exactly how he did it and Well he, yeah it I matches. Mean, he'll be honest. He's honest. Yeah. He's honest. And it matches everything he said matches you know, our scene and yeah. everything and it's consistent and Is she like I mean, is she taking any sort of you know, is she like, well, okay, it was me too, or is she trying to put it on? Um, she take some responsibility, but
0: not much. The community was shocked when they learned that Gypsy was being charged in the murder of her mother. As Gypsy's father and the rest of the world learned that not only could she walk, but was perfectly healthy, and that Dee Dee had been murdered, it was around the same time that Gypsy herself discovered for the first time that her dad and the rest of her family had always wanted to be in her life, that she hadn't been alone in this as she had been led to believe. Gypsy would later say in an interview, quote, if I had known then what I know now, I would have reached out to anyone for help, but I was too afraid to. In fact, Gypsy's father had spent more than $150,000 on unnecessary medical bills. At the end of the day, Gypsy Rose was offered a plea deal of second-degree murder. Gypsy was sentenced to 10 years. The Greene County prosecuting attorney, Dan Patterson, would say, quote, While the evidence in this case clearly established that Gypsy Blanchard was guilty of murder, and that the murder was neither justifiable nor excusable, the amended charge and 10-year sentence fairly and justly holds Gypsy Blanchard accountable to the law while also taking into account the extreme mitigating circumstances of the nearly two decades of systematic and purposeful abuse of Gypsy Blanchard by her mother to facilitate her mother's fraudulent schemes. Nicholas Godijohn, was not offered a plea deal. In fact, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole in 2019. Nicholas Godejohn is appealing that verdict. And at this point, you're probably wondering when Gypsy will be getting out of prison. As it turns out, she will be released on December 28th, 2023, after serving 85% of her sentence Jordan Hope, who is a survivor of Munchausen by proxy syndrome, you heard from her in last week's episode.
3: I am an independent contractor with Munchausen Support, which is currently the only organization that exists in the world that specifically works with those that are impacted by Munchausen by proxy or medical child abuse or things of that nature. Regardless of where you
0: land with Gypsy… Some believe she had no other choice, while others believe we always have choices, that instead of creating this elaborate murder plot with her online boyfriend, she could have created an elaborate
3: escape plan instead. When you've been born and raised to believe that you're sick and that you have all these issues even like in the gypsy case where there were certain things she started to realize she could do like when she realized like hey this is really bad I'm unsafe things like these things are happening you can have those realizations and still think you're sick sick still think that mom is good sometimes like you're gonna go back and forth on all of these things and so from the outside it can look like okay well but why didn't she just walk away she knew that she could she saw what was going on she could have just walked away but my assumption from my own experience is that in that moment, she, her brain wasn't able to work properly. I mean, she had been born to believe a certain thing and to see the world in a certain way. And so what she did could have felt like her only choice at that time.
0: There's no doubt that the Gypsy Rose case was so horrific and tragic on so many levels. But her story really has brought a much-needed attention to this type of child abuse. Jordan says that it's not uncommon for survivors to find out they were a victim of Munchausen by proxy by watching or listening to true crime shows.
3: A lot of people, when they reach out to me, they're just finding out that they've been victim. Either they heard Andrea Dunlop's podcast, Nobody Should Believe Me, or they saw the act or they saw they heard about the Mike Kowalski case. They heard something that triggered all of these like puzzle pieces to kind of go together. But most people don't realize if they ever realize that they're a survivor of this abuse. A lot of people don't realize it until they're in their 20s, 30s. 40s or above, it's like something happens that kind of triggers this realization. Some people probably know when they're younger, but most people don't.
0: Jordan works with a lot of survivors and she shares her take on the Gypsy Rose case.
3: A lot of times, if anyone has happened to hear of Munchausen by proxy, they've heard of it either from the Gypsy Rose case, but specifically from the show that Hulu made the act or from other horror movies like It or The Sixth Sense or Sharp Objects, all of these different horror movies that really sensationalize and play on this, how it's so horrifying and something that isn't even real. The way that it's portrayed in media and sensationalized is that it's so extreme that it doesn't really happen, and so then you get people everywhere that really they see it in a movie, but it doesn't click that this is something that I work with every single day that I see every day working with different cases.
0: What is the reaction that that you experience through talking to so many uh, victims and survivors to the Gypsy Rose story? Like, is she a hero? Is she what? What? What is she?
3: Hmm. That's a good question. A lot of people that I talk to very strongly don't believe that she should have ever been in prison or anything like that, and I think that I see different sides to maybe a reaction to her specifically. So I see people that are like, "Yeah, she was fully just acting out of self-defense, and she did what like she had to do to get out of that situation," and then I also, you know, <laughs> talk to survivors who are like okay, but I got out of this situation, or like, there were other ways. And so there is like, it's not okay, what she did, even if it like makes sense. So I definitely see both sides. And I know personally, I I think I like go back and forth all the time on what I think about the whole situation.
0: And if you're wondering about Nicholas Godejohn and how he feels about Gypsy getting 10 years in prison compared to his life in prison without the possibility of parole, well, he did an interview with Oxygen shortly after his sentencing, where he said that the days following Didi's murder were, quote, probably the best days of my life. I enjoyed every second of it. From the very beginning, I knew we were soulmates. Those five days I was physically with her were the most intense and magical and awe-inspiring days I've ever had. However, in subsequent interviews, he would say that he feels betrayed by Gypsy, that she's abandoned him. Coming up, we'll continue to pull all these threads in our bonus content, which is available right now. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. And if you have a minute, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. It'd be great if you shared it with your people, too. We would love that. And if you're so inclined, consider supporting the amazing companies that support our show. We couldn't do it without them. And more importantly, we couldn't do this show without you. So as always, thanks for listening. From Cloud 10, Criminal Mischief is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We're produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host.